1: Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane, or at least a relaxing topic so you can just sort of drift off. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and we do hope that you listen and sleep. Joining me today is a dear friend. We've had him on the podcast before. We had him even on a Christmas episode, if you listen to those holiday episodes that we had around Christmas or in December depending on the holiday that you celebrate. Chris Bond, welcome back to the Insomnia Project. Thanks, Marco. It's uh, it's fantastic to to do a repeat visit to this
0: beautiful, calm podcast.
1: You know, Bondo, you're, oh, I call you, your name is Chris Bond, but I call you as well as some of your friends. Bondo, is it okay if I call you that during this show?
0: You can call me whatever you want, bud.
1: Great. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bond, my buddy Bondo, uh, has a delightful podcast that I highly recommend called We Like Theme Parks, and you can catch that on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to this podcast. How is your podcast going, Bondo? It's
0: going really great. Thanks for asking, Marco. Um, yeah, it's a unique podcast that really is all about theme parks, and if you are a Disney fan or a Universal Studios fan, we spend a lot of time talking about, well, maybe a little less talking and more just having a good time and palling around doing some fun, unique takes on information from the parks. And it's not just news or editorial stuff. Really, it's more uh, dreaming, coming up with new ideas, talking about our favorite things, uh, and just having a good time. We have a lot of original content. So if you're just looking for a funny, enjoyable place to have a laugh and talk about Disney parks or Universal parks, whatever is near and dear to you, you want to check out the we like theme parks podcast and we're everywhere that your podcasts are available.
1: And you'll find it in our show notes as well. I also want to add this Chris to, to that. If you just need a podcast, that's just going to talk about light things and that's just going to be uplifting And you don't need to listen to anything that's going to take you down. I recommend We Like Theme Parks.
0: Thanks, Marco. We do keep things pretty positive. In the same way you keep things very calm here, we like to keep things very up and bright on our show.
1: There you go. I always love talking to podcaster, fellow podcasters, because it's such a wonderful, inclusive community that you know, supports one another. So I'm so happy uh, I've been a guest on your podcast. You're a guest on mine. We always look out for each other as podcasters. And of course, we always look out for our listeners. Well, I'll be
0: be honest, Marco, you were kind of an inspiration for me getting into this podcasting community. So I thank you.
1: Well, listen, I more than thank you. We have a love, Chris, for you and I, I. I don't know. I don't know a friend that likes cottaging more than you i feel like you and i are i'm going to use the italian term paisanos i'm oh, going to yeah. use it i'm going to say kismet i'm going to say we're brothers especially when it comes to cottaging so tell me bondo what is it about cottaging that you love i think there's three major things maybe four well let's start okay. with three. Sure. First of all
0: it's company um and it's the company you keep at the cottage that is so special you don't just yeah. go to the cottage alone typically You're going, if you have your own cottage, you're usually entertaining someone or bringing some guests or family Mm -hmm. um, or some friends, what have you. And you're obviously bringing your top peeps to this cottage event. You're not bringing the bottom of your list. These are the friends you really care about. Because how many really good summer weekends do you have when you're cottaging in Canada? there's right. it's a finite number maybe let's call it 10 like you have 10 premium weekends
1: like may May to September by the time the second week in September hits yeah even maybe if it's a, a good summer you've got October up to October but then it gets too cold and if your cottage isn't winterized right you're you're closing it down for the season
0: no absolutely so this is why I say premium because I think I think in June it's still buggy and cool once you get into July, and you get into August, there's your eight weekends there, and then maybe the first la- couple of weekends in September. I feel like those are your premium weekends, maybe even that last week of June. So let's call it
1: 13 weekends. I agree with you 100% thus far, Chris.
0: Well, great. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. I would say number two is food. I think we both like to eat. And when you cottage, I feel you make a bit of a spectacle out of the food that you're bringing up. It might sure. be something that you don't typically eat. Um, you're going to have your regular cottage food, your hamburgers, your hot dogs. But then there's always that spectacle meal when you might be doing a lobster or some kind of seafood or some kind of, I'm having guests over. I want to wow them with right. this cottage food. And these are the marquee meals. Um, so there's a lot of preparation. There's a lot of love and care that goes into those those meals. Sure. And um and of course, as a guest, if your your host provides this beautiful meal at a cottage, there's nothing better, especially Absolutely. if you get a chance to enjoy it outside, that just double downs on the enjoyment of that meal. Yes. So those are two line items. The third one, I would say, after food and company is uh, sunshine, having an opportunity to just soak up that vitamin D in um, quiet and calm. And not just like, Marco, you and I both live in the city. Right. So, I mean, we can get that sun, but it's that atmosphere that's lost. Yeah. Um, and it's just something that you can't understand unless you live in the city and you go out of the city to experience sure. the calmness, the tranquility, and just the warmth of, of having that very small community um, experience. So I think those are kind of the three hallmarks for me. But also the, the fourth thing is just the activity. You'd be doing yeah. some things that you don't typically get to do in your day-to-day sure. because you have the time
1: yes. to whether
0: it's to just even play a board game with your friends mm-hmm. or you know, you're going to take out that – what do you call that thing? You stand a paddle board. You're going to take sure. out that paddle board yeah. for the first time and enjoy it. These are things you don't get to do in your day-to-day. They're things to look forward to. So that would be the fourth slot would be activity. So all of those things are things that I love and right. I know that you enjoy them as well.
1: So, so for th- me, one of the things that I have to say is going to the cottage with you, Chris, um, you know, we hang out in the city mm-hmm. and we do very sort of city things yeah, and we've lived busy lifestyles in the city. And there's something about being on the beach at the cottage in a folding chair with, you know, beverages or snacks and an umbrella shading us and just sitting there and just talking about whatever. Like there's no, like you said, there there's nowhere to be. And there's something about being in the water with friends, different location, splashing around, swimming, playing Frisbee or whatever water type games that we might have. Uh, there's just something so beautiful about that.
0: Well, Marco, you just mentioned all four of my cottage food groups, Okay. company, food, environment, and activity all in your storytelling yeah. moment just now. So yeah, obviously there is a connection with relaxation, a connection sure. with um, fun, food, but more importantly, you got to be surrounded by the right people that really kind of um, take that experience to the next level and it's- because we've all had that same environment. You're in the water, having that same frosty cocktail with the sun shining, doing that cool activity with someone from that's a friend of your wife's. You don't sure. know very well.
1: Yeah. It totally changes the experience. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So you got to be now, four for four. Listen, I will spend any day of the week, any time of the year with you in a cottage because you do it right. Thank you. And I just have a great time with you. So I implore our listeners to find that perfect cottage or camping or um, a hanging out buddy um, to be with. I want to talk to you about hot tubs going from the beach to hot tubs. You love hot tubs. I am a hot tub guy. Yes. Tell me about that because I don't know that about you. My wife is a hot tub person as well. Mm -hmm. But I want to know why you love it.
0: I'm, I'm a fairly large person. And so relaxation is something that I really enjoy, you know? I I have pretty rough knees. Um, I have some lower back pain from time to time. And just comfort on another kind of level of comfort is something that I really enjoy. Okay. And a hot tub isn't something that I have access to. I mean, I have a tub. And I do live in a condo, but our condo does not have a hot tub. Okay. So a, a hot tub is almost like that special treat, that special thing that you you come up upon every blue moon, um, whether it's at a fancy hotel or some kind of vacation experience that has a hot tub, maybe you have that friend who has the cottage with the hot tub. Now you're Ooh. now it's a fifth food group, uh, and it's all about that relaxation. And but again, it's the company and the conversation. For you're Sure, going to be with good people. Uh, you're gonna have a really comfortable conversation because if you want to find somebody at their most open it is when they're being just stewed to a nice simmer in a beautiful (laughs) hot tub completely relaxed ready to talk about anything and just let those cares just float away jets or no jets in the hot tub for you i like jets i like very hot Um, okay very hot is important because there's there's you can get into a hot tub that is not too hot or hot enough, right? And it's ju- it just limits the experience. If you can just walk in and not be affected, then it's not a good hot tub. You have to right. ease in and be like, "Ooh, oof, yeah." Then you know you're in, you're in a good place. Now, that might well, mean that you can't stay in there as long. Sure, that's okay. If you are at a cottage, there is nothing more refreshing and just invigorating for your body yes. than the the hot tub, and then the cold plunge, and then back into the hot tub, rinse and repeat.
1: Well, listen, I think they're called hot tubs for a reason and not lukewarm tubs. Thank so you. I, think, I, I think you got something going I'm on. Great. There. All right. So I need to tell our listeners this. Uh, before we started today's episode, I had texted Chris and I said, Chris, um, would you be a guest on my podcast? Because A, you're a great guest, you're a good friend. And Chris, you texted me back, what are we going to talk about? Which is something a lot of my listeners will talk about, especially people who are funny or will text me about, people who are funny and understand that this podcast is about a chill, calm conversation. And so you gave me a, a bunch of things and they were very revealing because I didn't know that we shared so many commonalities and things that we liked. And this next thing is something I really like. And I'm so glad to have a brother who, like you, who loves root beer Oh my God. Because that was one of the things you texted me. So let's talk. (laughs) This is the first time we've ever done this. Let's talk root beer. I can't wait. Let's get into it. Okay. So first of all, what is your preferred brand of root beer? Because I think this is important.
0: Presently, well, when you go to the store. Yeah. There's not a lot of options. You have an AMW option or a Barks option possibly or a mug option. You're right. Now I'm again. We're giving you very Canadian flavors, and I'm sure in the US there might be different brands.
1: Sure, there's but Dads too. Every once in a while, you'll find a Dads.
0: Dads is more like a, a, a premium experience. Yes, it is. So, to have a Dads root beer, it's a little more creamy. Um, but so I prefer if I'm looking for a middleman if I can't get sure. to a Dads
1: because Dads or, is also pricier too. It is
0: far more expensive,
1: and uh, they're in glass bottles, correct. and so they and they've got more of a a beer or ale feel to them, right?
0: Oh, it's definitely nose in the air kind of root beer. Yes. You okay. know, where okay. a six pack of this root beer is going to run you $12, $15. Yeah. It's not a dollar something for a two liter, mm-hmm. which I, I'll I'll happily work with. I'll, I'll happily buy an a and w. I I think you get them right around a creaminess and richness sure. in an A&W. But if you want the full experience, yes, dad's is the way to go. Um, there's some other ones, some other kind of seltzers and things that dabble sure. in root beer. Um, the pop shop has was always had a really nice root beer. I, don't yes. know, I'm being too Canadian again, but oh, well, it's fine. Um, and then recently in the past, I would say three or four years, Marco, I don't know if you've like dabbled in this. They've had alcoholic beverages with root beer that yes, were available they in the liquor store. Mm-hmm. And that has become a hallmark of my cottage experience was having really alcoholic root beer and even some alcoholic cream sodas. I guess I like the sweet stuff, but sure root beer with, without a doubt a nice creamy, rich root beer with the just enough alcohol to, you know, give you that, that zest, that spike. Um, definitely a part of my, uh, cottage experience, but you have to be careful because obviously root beer, a lot of sugar.
1: Yes, of course.
0: It's not the kind of thing where you can sit there and power back light beer all day long. This is kind of a a topper drink. Maybe the end of the night, you have one or two. Right. This isn't something you can be just drinking all day long because you're going to have,
1: it's going to be funky for your body. So, but yeah. Of the middle uh, level root beers, I, I think I cut you off before you told us which one is your preference.
0: Oh well what I was I was saying is I think A and W is the is the one that even, although you would group it with barks and mug.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean you could also buy a no-name brand, like a PC brand that's They're, now, not can, the They're not the same. They're just
1: it's not the same. The I'm quality sorry, like, is definitely yeah. poor. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um you can also try a root beer with a soda stream. I've not dabbled in soda oh, stream yes. root beer. Yes. And it's not I don't find it to be as good as a and W Hires is another great
1: root beer. Oh, but Hires, right? It's a little yes. more vintage. Yes. But
0: right. recently, Hires came out with an alcoholic root beer, very popular and one of my favorites. Uh, also, you know, there's a bit of nostalgia there. I grew up as a kid. There wasn't Barks and Mug. There was A and W and Hires, and that's it. And so, having the Hires experience again is great. But A&W, if, if you go to the burger joint A&W. And yes,
1: which I love.
0: Having the root beer in the frosty mug just makes it taste better. And I, Marco, I have the frosty mug. I have oh, it. Oh, you have it, I, eh? I'm a root beer connoisseur. Oh, wow. I have the frosty mug. You throw it in the freezer. You pull it out. You, you pour the thing in. And if you want to add ice, too, and really double down on the coldness, sure. that's up to you. But if you put the just a regular temperature root beer, A&W root beer, into that frosty mug, it is ice cold and delicious. Uh, just a really nice way, not only aesthetically and kind of socially, like look at this experience I'm having. The taste is crisp and very refreshing.
1: Sure. Uh, for our listeners who are wondering what is this A&W we're talking about. Uh, so A&W is the brand of root beer and they also have a and w burger joints i don't know how else to yeah, describe it. a fast right. food chain uh, that uses high quality uh meats in their products and their uh, veggie burgers out of this world i don't know why I'm right now doing an ad for a and w but um if you order a root beer to dine in they will serve it in a frosted mug and it's free refills with new frosted mugs and for me that's you know they won me at that yeah even though it, i like barks better a&, A&W, because of what they do in their restaurants, has really brought me over to their side. So good on them.
0: Thank you for bringing that up, Marco, because yeah. Barks does have – I know obviously the marketing is Barks has bite. It does have a nice kick of a – there's a spice there Yeah. that is unique to Barks and it is really tasty. Um, Barks has even dabbled with some cream sodas, some yes. unique cream sodas, and they're very good too. Mm-hmm. Um but it is, a, it is an acquired taste. I think it, I wouldn't call it a traditional root beer. Sure. But it is definitely good. And so if you are willing to dabble and kind of get outside of the regular root beer box, Barks is really nice. But again, I always circle back to the dads, the pop shops, the, right. the premium carriers when you want to have, especially a cottage experience. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's 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 a treat. That's really nice. And it's just so refreshing.
1: Here's what I'm going to say to you, Chris. Mm -hmm. You might want to buy when you go the next time you come to my cottage. Please. Please invite me. Oh, for sure. Come with a six-pack or a 12-pack of the dad's bottled root beer. And then what we'll do is we will just use some dark rum Mm -hmm. and make our own adult version of the root beer because i feel like by adding your own liquor you can determine how strong or how weak it's going to be and you know if you have your premium root beer there while other people might be drinking their beers or their ales Mm -hmm. you can just make yours to the taste and we both will like that and i know you like dark rum and i like dark rum so i think that's going to be our cottage drink this year
0: well, I mean, for a show that I'm supposed to remain calm, you're getting me very excited. So Okay.
1: Have <laughs> you, have you ever had a home root beer made in a bar that's on the draft? No, I did not. Oh, there's a place not far from my house we went to one time and uh you know, we said, "Oh, what's on draft?" and they went through a list of different ales and lagers. And then they said, oh, and that's our root beer, our homemade root beer. And I said, oh, is there alcohol in that? And they're like, no, we use 40 different botanicals to make our own root beer. And they poured me a draft of their homemade root beer. It was out of this world. Probably wow. the best I've ever had. Yeah. Oh, wow. So well, I'm I definitely interested. Please. Now from root beer, I want to dive into slushies because it seems like you're a big fan of slushies and I'm not such a connoisseur, but I'd like to hear your take on, on slushies.
0: Slushies. I feel there's a bit of a, a maybe a journey with slushies throughout the years um when you first think of slushy i think your first instinct is the original slush puppy i think we all remember this machine from the 80s with yeah. the little uh the hound dog and it was a it's just uh sugared slush with a couple squirts of red or blue or purple syrup Syrup, and it is delicious. It is fantastic in so much that when, as a kid, and if you can believe this, um, there was a kid on my block that had a slushy machine in his garage and oh, used wow. to sell the slushy out of his gla- garage all summer long. He was a wow, was a- Yeah, his dad was giving him a kind of an entrepreneurial experience. So he said, son, I'm going to buy you this slushy machine. And kids would be knocking on his garage door all day long. Coming in for a slushy, a quarter for a medium, fifty cents for a large. I mean, like this was in the eighties. Sure, you get sure. a sense of the pricing. It's changed yeah. since then. And then I think the next step in slushydom was the Seven Eleven experience, the big gulp, the very large experience. And now it was it wasn't kind of fruit tastes. It was sodas, and it was a Coke or a Sprite. Uh, these kind of slushies. Uh, and then I think the experience where you started to swamp these slushies, swamp meaning combine the tastes.
1: Oh, I didn't know that was the term.
0: Yeah, to swamp it, would, which would mean to take, you take your your cherry Coke and then put some sprite in it too. Now you've made a swamp mix is what you I would see, call I see, okay. It. And that was something because when you would go to 7-Eleven, there would be so many variety of flavors, you would be really enticed I into see. trying that swamp. Whereas in the slush puppy, you were kind of limited to just a you know the handful of fruit flavors that were available um so it was a fantastic experience so having also there's the connection as a child that i had i was uh, as a young kid i played a lot of hockey and depending right. on how well i played that day would determine if i got a slushie that game
1: oh. so if i
0: scored a goal or got an assist or just made a really good play that really helped the team defensively or you know like i jumped in front of a, a shot or something like that, or made a big hit, I would get a slushie. That was kind of the rule. So every day okay. after after the game, I'd go to my dad and I'd say, is it a slushy day? And he would say, yep, two points. Um, so I would always look forward to enjoying a slushie with my dad after playing hockey. So there was also just that it makes me think of my dad oh, having of a slushie. Um, and nowadays when I have adult beverages, because I I grew up with slushies, they're such a big part of my childhood. Sure. I, I, when I'm having an alcoholic drink, I'm usually reaching if it's available for the blender drink. Okay. A a strawberry daiquiri, uh, a margarita. Margarita, sure. These are all of my favorite things because it reminds, it's just more slushies, but alcoholic slushies, uh, does it get more refreshing than having an a slushed ice blended beverage. I would, I would argue, no. There I would know? argue, no. Um, and you, can, and the way you're not gulping this thing down. Slushies have always been a sipper and a sampler, a scooper. There's so many right. different ways to do it, and it's every everyone has a unique approach to have, enjoying their slushy. And and again, if you're into swamping it, making your own slushy. So do you swamp
1: a, your slushy?
0: I do not. I'm a purist. Okay. I'm a slushy purist, without a doubt.
1: Your flavors. Your top three flavors.
0: Cream soda, number okay. one. Uh, th- so pink cream soda, to be clear, because there's different ones. Uh, well, if there's what else a root is
1: there if it's not pink cream soda? There's a white. There's a white kind of white. Of course, like yes, original. Of course. Uh, yeah.
0: Maybe even sometimes it's like a almost a cola, like a very bright brown, like a caramel almost. Okay. Um, I so that's number one. Uh, Tahiti sure. treat would be number two, which is very okay. similar to a cream soda, but it has it's a unique tropical taste. Uh, that would be number two. And uh, I'm always in for good old fashioned cherry coke. Cherry coke is delicious, wow, but uh, nothing normal. Like, I don't like coke or Sprite, or I, I, it needs to be flavored, it needs to have that extra sweetness. Um, oh, uh, coke with lime is also something I really enjoy,
1: okay, but you Sometimes don't swamp ahead. your slushies,
0: no, because then I think we're losing the authenticity of the taste of of that cream soda like if you take a cream soda and and mash it with a tahiti treat, it's not even it just does just taste like a lot of sweet, sure, and I think I'm having a hard time kind of getting those notes those flavors. I don't mean to like literally compare it to wine, but I I do enjoy the flavor and now you're creating a new flavor creation, but some people really like that. And I don't want to judge or discourage. Um, I was listening to your eat and drink podcast recently, and you were talking about your quarantini uh, about mixing up drinks, not being afraid to just go to your bar and try out a few things. And I feel the same way about slushies. If you feel like, Having some inspiration and
1: just trying some different things on for size, I think you go for it. Fantastic. And what about the container? Is the container important to you? Like, what are, like, I imagine you want the slush particles to be cold, but drinkable. So they need to be small enough to go through the straw, but not so cold that they freeze together, that it still has a liquid or a, a liquid viscosity to it in your slushy.
0: Well, that's that's a great point, Marco. We should think about when you are enjoying one. Yes. I mean, are you a slushy guy yourself?
1: You know, I'll tell you this. On the right day, at the right time, I enjoy a slushy. That said, I do love a properly made frozen margarita type drink Mm -hmm. or a frozen daiquiri if it's done well. Now, when we were at your wedding in... The Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. They had a drink there, and I don't even know if you were with us because you had so many things you had to do. But do you remember the Bahama Mama? Oh no, what was that? Oh, it was so good, Chris. What were the flavors? It was uh, coconut-based, so it was coconut, cinnamon, and you could get it with rum, dark rum, or you could get it as is, coconut uh, with a blend of I want to say coconut milk. It had a coconutty. Are are you confusing nutmeg? Yeah, this with the
0: Coco Loco.
1: I am. You're a hundred percent right. Yeah, the Bahama Mama
0: I think is something different, and I definitely indulged in many Coco Locos. Okay. And well, was, thank yes. you for
1: thank you for correcting me on that because yes. I was totally going in the wrong direction. But you're right. Yeah, it was the Coco Loco, and I had so many at your wedding. Yes. Did you like it by the way? Because that was my favorite of all the of all the slushy drinks. The Coco Loco was my favorite.
0: I feel thank like you. that wedding week, which was obviously. Two of the greatest weeks of my life. And thank yeah. you so much for traveling to Punta Cana, Marco. It was a, you were a fantastic guest.
1: Happy anniversary because it was just last it, week, right? Just
0: last week, yeah. Oh. Thank you. I'll uh, let my wife know that you've extended that courtesy. We, I felt like uh, leading up to the wedding, we didn't do too much. Like We did some drinking, but we weren't making it a big thing. And once the wedding was over, we really hit the bar pretty hard and you sure. know, we said, let's kind of really uh, extend this party. And that's when I believe you and your wife introduced me to the Coca Loco. Okay. And that became the signature beverage for the rest of my vacation.
1: It was so great. Chris, this was so great. And I have so many more topics I want to talk to you about from your list. So perhaps you and I can continue this for the Patreon um, listeners that I have. We'll do a longer episodes where we continue doing this. Check out our Patreon page if you want to hear more with Chris. But for now, we've come to the end of this podcast episode.
0: Well, and Marco, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast.
1: I want to say this. Um, you are like a fine icy root beer in a frosted glass you make me happy you're satisfying and you're just great to be around so Chris thank you so much for doing this episode with us
0: it was my pleasure Marco thank
1: you so much please check out Chris's podcast we like theme parks I will say this you don't have to be an expert in Disney or Universal because I certainly am not to enjoy that podcast Uh, Chris thanks once again and to all of you We hope that you were able to listen and sleep.